0: Well, good morning family. How are we doing this morning? Good. Well, over here. How's this half doing today? How's this half doing today? Let's pray. Well, it's good to see you all. My name is Josh. I'm one of the ministers here at Clear Creek. And if we have not had a chance To say howdy face to face, this is just a big howdy to you. I'm so glad that you're with us this morning for the second Sunday of the new year. And, you know, last Sunday, because it was the first day of the new year, because many of you may have been out of town, we'll even give you a pass and let you say that this is the first Sunday of 2023, which means, as I said to those last week, congrats. You have perfect church attendance in 2023. Think about it for a moment. So glad, though, that we're able to gather And celebrate Jesus Christ together. And let's just pause for a moment. Before I say anything about today's teaching, recognize Jesus is the one audience member whenever you worship. You hear me? When you sing in the shower, you think you're singing to just an empty room. You're singing to the king of kings and all of heaven is drawn into that moment of hearing praise. For you who are driving in the car and you're singing or you're worshiping in your heart to the Lord, he is the object of that moment, friends. When you listen to the music, whether it is a cappella or it's accompanied by an instrument, understand if all you're doing is listening to the sound but not celebrating the Savior, you're missing the point. It is all about Jesus. Which is why, as a church, our mission is to reach the next person for Jesus. Because he is worthy of all things. Amen? Amen. So, if we ended there this morning, it'd be worth it. And in fact, some of you would say, that was the best sermon Josh has ever preached. But tough luck. I'm going to preach anyway a real sermon. So here we go. Welcome to today's first part of a new series called Today Resolution. Now, since it's the new, new year... Are we getting the snap, crackle, pop again? Okay. I was going to try to let you guys not have to deal with this. I took this off during... Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> All right. New message. Re- repentance. Hellfire. Brimstone. Brimstone. You know, every year when we come to this time, I always like to jab a little bit about the new year resolution cliche. After all, we all make resolutions, but they don't always last, do they? In fact, show of hands, how many of you will admit to making a resolution in the past that you may not have actually, I know, shocker, may not have actually resolved and then kept? Anyone not keep a resolution? And to all of you who are holding your hands, congratulations, you are honest. The rest of you, shame, shame, shame. But we talk about this and we we make resolutions. And often I'll tell stories or or, or share stats. But I think after the last two or three years, with the global pandemic, with record-breaking inflation, with uncertainty on a global scale, I think if you're like a lot of us, We're gun-shy about making resolutions for a whole year at a time. I mean, I cannot predict what is going to happen next year, let alone later today or tomorrow. And so here's what I'd like to do this morning. I'd like to start a new tradition at the beginning of the year. I propose from here on out, instead of doing New Year's resolutions, I suggest we begin making new day resolutions instead. Doesn't that sound a little bit more manageable? You wake up in the morning, it's a new day, and if you mess up, guess what? You get to start over, not in 365 days, but in 24 hours. So, for instance, instead of saying, I resolve to lose 20 pounds, maybe your resolution is, I will not eat the full sleeve of Oreos again today, <laughs> Right? Doesn't that sort of lift something off your heart to know that we could do a new day resolution? And so, from here on out, new day resolution is official at Clear Creek. Now, because it's a new day, I think this is a great time to ask a very important question. And here's the important question. As we're starting a new year and a new day, it's simply this question. How do I know that God's got something new? You know, when we talk about the new year... If we're simply thinking it's a new year because we turned the page from 2022 to 2023, I mean, is that all there is for something to be new? Or is it possible that God has something new for you today? Is that possible, friend? In fact, when you woke up this morning, did you consider the possibility that you would meet the living God and He would have something new for you? What a revolutionary idea. If God's people... Thought it was possible that God may have something new. But here's the reality. You might miss what God wants to do if you do not practice being present with God. If you do not practice intentional expectation, knowing that He is with you in the moment, you will miss out on the new that God wants to do. Not last year, the new. Not the new coming up this year, but the new today. And so I want us to look in just a moment at a passage from the book of Isaiah. But before I do, let me give you a little context. Isaiah was an Old Testament prophet. He was overseeing and sharing the word of God during a particularly hard time in Israel's history. Israel began as just this little group of people. They were a nomadic tribe originally, headed up by a man named Abraham. You remember Abraham and his wife? They couldn't have kids, but God gave them a son. And then that son went to multiple sons all the way down until they became quite the nation but then they were enslaved in Egypt. God liberated them. Brought them into a new place, a new home called Canaan, or the promised land. And within a couple of generations, they became what would be the equivalent of a global superpower. They were the big dogs on the block. But isn't it true that when everything is going well, it is easy to forget the God who got you there? Hello, America. And so, because of this... They rebel against God. They turn their back from God say, I have no interest in anything with God. And God says, I love you too much to let you continue to go. And he begins to deal with them harshly. He allows them to be taken into captivity. But then there's this note of promise in Isaiah chapter 43 that I want us to see. And here's what I hope. I want to say, perhaps the passage we read today is God's word to Israel, yes. But maybe it's also God's word to you and to me in this new day. And so let's look together in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 and 19. It says this. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a... What is that thing he's doing? What's that next word? Go ahead, next slide. He's doing a new thing. And do you notice when he is doing it? He is doing it Now. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I love this passage as we come into this new moment. Look at that first part again with me. Do you notice what it says there? Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Now here's what I love about our God. He does not pretend like your past didn't happen. He doesn't pretend or tell you don't think that it happened. He doesn't say ignore the past. He says don't dwell on the past. Now the word dwell, we have this word that we'll talk about. Your home is your dwelling place, right? It's where you live. It's where you reside. In other words, he's saying, yes, the past happened with all the good and all the bad and everything in between. But don't dwell. Don't make your permanent residence the past. And that's why he's able to give this beautiful promise in the next verse. He says, see, I am doing something. Go ahead, next Oh, I know you're, why well, you're waiting. You want another little blank here? Your past, church, is only part of your story. Your past is not the whole story. Yes, there are places in your past that you, if you had the power to go back and undo or edit or fix, you would do it. Can I get an oh yeah from anyone? Hey, let's just, uh, if you don't believe me, two words. Middle school. Come on, we all would do something different, wouldn't we? But we don't live in it because your past is only part of your story. So he goes into this beautiful promise. He says, see, I am doing something new. Next slide. He's doing something new. And when is it? It's now. It's not something that you missed out on in the past. It's not something that you have to wait for in the future. God says, I am doing something in the here and now. I am doing something for you right now. And then he says, I'm making a way in the wilderness. Isn't it true sometimes we feel like we're in a wilderness? That moment where you got the call from the doctor, that was a wilderness moment, wasn't it? Maybe it was the moment you were served papers or maybe your mom and dad sat you down and said, we're not going to be living together anymore. Was that a wilderness moment? Absolutely. But do you notice his promise? He doesn't say, I will leave you in the wilderness. He says, I am making a way in the wilderness. And streams in the wasteland, in those challenging places, even when it's hard, do you notice he's providing a stream so you don't die where you are? The promise of God is he is doing something new now. Whether you are in the promised land of your life or in the wilderness of the moment, he says, I can do something new right now. Is that good to anyone else? And so he goes on to say, because of this, we're to live in the now. But here's the problem. Are you ready for the problem? Say yes. Here's the problem. You and I don't always live in the present, do we? Right? We've got this problem. We vacillate between two things. We vacillate between living in the past and trying to live in the future. Now, let's do a quick metaphysics conversation here. Put on your thinking hat for a moment. Real deep thought. Are you ready for a deep thought with Josh for a moment? Ready? Your body... Your life experience, you can only live physically in this very moment. (sniffs) You're like, really? That's the big idea? Isn't it true? You can only ever live in the moment that you currently reside. You cannot take a trip to your past. You can't go back and undo something, can you? And you can't go physically into the future, no matter what Doc Brown says to Marty McFly... You can't go to the future, you can't go to the past, you can only live physically in the present moment. But here's the reality, while your body is stuck in the present, isn't it true that your thoughts, your emotions, the inner parts of your life, they travel back to the past and into the future all the time, don't they? Isn't it true that you will be sitting there and all of a sudden something will trigger a thought, and you will quickly begin to rewind to the past to start thinking about something you wish you could undo. Isn't it true there are moments in 2022 you would go back and undo in a heartbeat if you could? Man, there are conversations I would do differently. There are things that I didn't do I would have done. There are foods that I would have put down because now I've got to run more because I didn't put them down then. In fact, isn't it true that sometimes we will have these feelings, we'll go into the past and we'll think, we'll feel certain things and then we bring all of that into our present and now what was in the past we brought to our present so our present self deals with it even though your present self can't actually do anything about what happened. You can't change it just by bringing it into the present, can you? Earlier this week I was on Facebook and that's a dangerous place to be for a number of reasons. And I saw an old picture from college. And there were two things I noticed in the picture. Number one, I noticed I had more hair back then, which was really sad. And the other thing I noticed was a friend in the picture, there's a group of us. And this was a guy that I'd been really, really close with. But after college, he made some bad decisions in life. And just to be frank with you, it went downhill. We tried to keep in touch, or I tried to reach out, and it finally got to the point where when I called, I got that number. This number is no longer in service, and there was no way to get in touch with them. And it's just that heartbreaking moment going, yeah, I wish I could go back there. And I found myself, it's like, wow, I can be living now, but still stuck in the past. And then there's this other side, too, where we get stuck in the future, where we begin to think about what's coming up, and we begin to think about, oh, no, what if this happens? And it's always, what if? What if that happens? What if I lose my job? What if the... Income doesn't meet all of the expenses that are piling up. What if the doctor calls with bad news? What if, what if, what if? And I bring all that worry into the moment. Most of your worry is built off of living in the future or in the past, even though you're stuck in the present. But the good news is that God wants to do something new in you through you, and for you today. And you don't have to wait for tomorrow, church. You don't have to go to the past. You can be made new today. And you say, how is that possible? How does God make me new now? By practicing being present with God. It's so simple. It's not something that you have to become incredibly smart or incredibly talented. The way that you receive the new thing God wants to do in you through you, and for you, is by practicing being present with God right now. So, let's do it this way, real quick. New year resolution, new day resolution moment. Are you ready? Say yes. Yes. All right, some of you are not ready. Let's try this again. New day resolution, are you ready? Say yes. yes. All right, here we go. Here's what I want to do to invite you to practice being present with God in the now. It's very simple. I'm going to invite you to practice this presence question. It's just three little words. I heard this from an author, Jeannie Stevens, a few years ago, and it just blessed my life so much. And I brought it into my quiet time with God, and it's something that has helped me so much to not live in the past or worry about the future, but to experience the fullness of newness of what God wants to do now. You say, What is this question? It's just three little words. It's these three words. What's here now? These three little words, there's so much that we can unpack there, but consider it this way. What's here now mentally? What am I thinking about right now? When was the last time you asked yourself the question, what am I actually thinking about? Isn't it true that our minds just start playing on autopilot and we begin down paths. You're having a great day and five minutes later you're playing out a conversation that you would have had if you thought about the comeback earlier. Any of you do that where you have the comeback later? Like, man, I would have skewered them. And the question is, what's here now? What am I thinking about? Where does my mind go? What am I processing? And then the next question is, what's here now emotionally? Like, what am I feeling in this motion or in this moment? Am I feeling sad? I mean, when was the last time you actually said to yourself, I feel sad? I feel anxious. I feel frustrated. I feel happy. I feel excited. I feel encouraged. What's here now? And then the the last one is what's here now physically? I always ask this one because sometimes my body tells me what I'm actually feeling before I realize what I'm feeling. Anyone else? That little blood vessel in your forehead, it just pokes out and you look like, oh, yeah, the turkey's done. It's sticking out. I'm worried about something. Or maybe for... For If you're like me, it's the back of my neck right here. When it starts to ache, I know I'm stressed about something. That's the first telltale sign. And I'm like, oh, what's here now? What am I feeling and what am I thinking? You say, how does this help you practice the presence of God and being with Him? He, he, here, here's what we would do. Let me just offer something. Every day over the next week, just try this, five to ten minutes. Carve out some time and sit down and just talk to the Father. And you might even start your prayer with this prompt right here. God, say, God, here's what's here now. And you just begin to tell Him all the things you're already telling yourself. Because God is actually with you in the present. See, God was preparing this present moment for you in the past, but you couldn't access this moment back then, but you're now here. Don't miss what He is giving to you today. And God is already working on your future Scripture says he's working all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes, which means he's already at work. But now you can enjoy the gifts that he's already prepared for today. You can't access tomorrow today. But what you can do is you can become familiar with the reality of God's presence right here in the moment. I was thinking about it earlier this week. As a dad, there are so many moments where you are busy and you have things you're needing to do. We talked about this a little last week. But then you have these precious moments where your children will come up and parents, don't you know it's true? They come up at often the least convenient times. Isn't that true? Just kind of give me a little wink if your kid's sitting next to you. They'll come up and they'll want to talk or they'll want to wrestle or they'll want to get your help with homework. I'm like, man, I already did my time. Don't ask me for help. But I'm homeschooled. That's your, anyway. And they come up to you last night Stephen, we were tucking our kids in bed and Stephen has sort of a loft bed and, and I was tucking him in after Lindsay walked out and he goes, hey dad, can I hang on you? I said, well, I made this loft bed. I'm not sure that it'll hold us if we're messing around up here. Come on the floor. But my first response was not yes. My first response was I'm not ready for this. I'm busy. I need to get downstairs. I got other things I need to do. But see, last night would only happen last night. I'll never have last night again. My son in that very moment will never ask me again, dad, will you do this with me? And so, for a few moments, we got down on the floor and he held on to me like some sort of weird creature that wouldn't let go. And my goal is to tickle him and get him off or whatever. And and finally I won. Yay! But here's what I want you to understand. You have a Father God who has gifts for you in this very moment that you cannot get tomorrow. And you can't get yesterday. And if you do not pause to be present with God, you will miss out on so many good things. And the problem is... You will still continue to bring the worry of yesterday and the fear of tomorrow into this moment. But if you forget that God is present with you, you'll wrongly think you have to carry it all by yourself this year, family. The truth is, you were never designed to carry the weight of yesterday or worry about the weight of tomorrow. Jesus himself says, do not worry about your life. Oh my goodness, I wouldn't have anything to think about if I didn't worry about my life, Jesus. He says, fine, think about it, but tell me about it and let me carry it. You cast your burdens on me, and I will carry it. So what would it look like for you this year, just every morning, just for five minutes, just today, just to sit down and say, God, here's what's here now. Here's what I'm worried about, God. Those things I said, oh, I wish I could go back and do them. And his response to you is, I'm here now. I was big enough to get you through yesterday to bring you to today. I'll be big enough to carry what you're still holding on to. Give it to me. You want something new? Take the grace of Jesus today. But God, I feel so guilty because of what I did and what I didn't do and the things I went to and the places I saw and all the things. God, I'm just. Fine, give that to me and I will give you forgiveness of sins. But Jesus, how do I know? Because of this thing behind me, church. And then, but God, I'm worried about the future. I'm worried about what will happen this year. I don't know what's going to happen with my wife or my children. I don't know about the health of this friend. I don't know about this situation or that situation. Okay, I get it. Tell me what's here now, but know that I am here and I'll be there tomorrow when you get there, but I'm here now. Give it to me. If you want something new now, it is available now. You give to God what you're worried about and you will receive from Him what He has for you. The newness is available right now. And as we're going to see in a few weeks, when we look at another very familiar today passage, it is new every morning. So what do you need today? We're going to talk to God about it. Why don't we practice what we're attempting to preach right now? I'm going to ask you to go ahead and get comfortable. Uncross your legs unless you like one leg falling asleep. It's your choice. Whatever position is most comfortable, if you want to close your eyes, that's fine. We're going to talk to God for a minute. And I'm going to invite you to tell God what's here now for just a moment. So maybe you want to close your eyes. You don't have to, but you can. You Maybe want to bow your head. You don't have to, but you can. And if you're not even sure about this whole God thing, that's okay. I would just invite you to process what's here now. And be open to the possibility that there's a God who is also here now with you. So, if you will, let's just talk. With your eyes closed and your heads bowed. Begin to think about what are the thoughts that have been on your mind over the past few days. What in the past keeps coming up? What worries keep kind of filtering through your mind? What conversations would you go back and undo if you could do? Now tell the God, say, God, here's what's here now. This is what I wish I could undo, redo Now I want you to tell God what's here now about maybe the future. What are you thinking about? What do you have to do? What's on that to-do list that causes you to get a little nervous? Tell Him, here's what's here now, God. Will you take it? And now I want you to tell God what you're feeling. Not just your thoughts, but the feelings. What word describes your emotions? Is it God, I feel so joyful to be with my brothers and sisters in this place. Then tell him that. Thank him for this. Is it, God, I just feel anxious about something. I feel worried. I just feel weighed down. Tell him that. Father, we thank you that you hear us when we pray. And in a room this size, there's a lot of things that are here right now. There's a lot of past wounds and regrets, fears of the future. And often we miss the moment we actually can do anything about because we continue to bring these other things in. But in this moment, we thank you for the newness you want to give to us right now. And it begins by knowing that while we're here now, You are here right now with us. Take all that we're carrying. Remind us that we're not alone in this moment, but you are present. And Father, as we enter into a new year, I pray that every morning we will ask you to be present and to tell you what's here now. And as a result, we may experience the new thing you want to do now. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.